Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! Way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. Uh, we is back, ready to flip the pages on week five, my very first year in radio. Of course, uh, this week's charts back in 1989 saw new arrivals from Jimmy Barnes, New Order, and Melissa Etheridge's Like The Way I Do, all making their chart debut down under. The World Wide Web is still a month away from being invented by a British scientist. And if you wanted to watch a movie at home, you had to grab your membership card, head to your local video store, choose from the selection of VHS or rapidly declining beta format videos. Uh, You could only hire new release movies overnight and older films you could keep for up to seven days. But if you didn't bring them back on time, you'd get fined like cash money. And you'd also got told off if you had uh, not rewound the videos back to the beginning too. Just exhausted from all the manual labour. Coming up, my dad goes on a diet and loses some weight. Uh, cut to teenage me rejecting his hard work and dedication and diagnosing my father with anxiety over missing me. Uh, hence the weight loss. Seems about right. I'll finally meet a pen pal I've been writing to for two years when I invite her to come visit Caratha and stay in the radio station sharehouse. Just wait until you hear how the general manager of the station thinks uh, that idea is going to go. Plus, I received the smallest pay packet of my entire life. Although, I'd actually be quite happy to have that right now. I am giddy with anticipation as we uh, welcome in uh, the latest guest for this episode. Another one of my besties. Who is that? 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 It's the Vixen of the Vibes Club! <laughs> Hi, Baba. Hi, darling. How are you? Good. I miss you. you. I miss you, but I'm seeing you, so it's really nice. Can I tell you, when you said about the videos, it just dawned on me that I once racked up a $700 fine at Video Easy. Oh, my God, $700. Or it it could have been Blockbuster. It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should say when you moved home, you just forgot about that video store and never paid that fine. (laughs) And then some asshole decided to do a national list for video retailers where you could put down names of people that were bad with uh, videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never settle your debts. Um, we should That's talk true. about how we met because obviously we worked together as Bad Boy and the Vixen in Perth from like 90, 95 Six. to 2000. Yeah, it was actually 96, I oh. think. Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but we met because I was meant to be going to a Smashing Pumpkins concert yes. on the night that I met you. She still holds um, uh, anger against me for missing <laughs> I that. Never did say, I ne- never did see them live. Really? But, um, but it was the 90s and, you know, floral skirts and Converse were in. Yeah. Um, and I wore that to meet you on a particular night when I think it was, remember Toddy, Todd Whittakin? Yeah. He, he was friends with you and he also sounded exactly like you. Yeah, that and was we were doing. Yeah, I know. We were doing broadcasting together and he said, oh, do you want to come in and see Ben Wosley? And I went, who's Ben Wosley? <laughs> 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 and, he goes, and he goes, you know, Triple M and we, I can go in and see him and you can come too. And I went, okay. Yeah. And, and so I did. And I reckon we got on like a house on fire instantly, although as we yeah. found in this diary, I was pretty clingy. Um, <laughs> but I reckon it would have been a couple of weeks later they said you need to get a female co-host, but we don't have any money. And I'm like... <laughs> And I remembered this 18-year-old pocket rocket called Claire that uh, seemed pretty keen and sort of threw it to you saying, look, we can do this. I'll try and get you things for to pay for you and it might be a couple but, of months of freebies. But, yeah. yeah, you worked for, was it three or six months for free? I reckon, I reckon it was just over three months because I think what happened is after the first survey came out, um, our PD at the time, who hadn't talked to me prior to then, <laughs> Um, asked me for a meeting, <laughs> and and I think I got offered ten thousand dollars. What? Um, yeah, did I not tell you that? No, I, I yeah. knew I should have gone to these negotiations. I was, yeah, you know, my first my first offer was ten thousand. I went, okay. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I agreed to it because oh. I wanted I wanted to work in radio. It's all I wanted to do. I think I was the only person at Whopper at the time that wanted to work in commercial radio. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. And it also proves why you should never not talk about your contract with your co-workers. (laughs) (laughs) Hot tip from me to you, always float it. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Or work in a team and then crush their balls together. Yeah. All right, well, are you okay to sit with me as we go through a week's worth of diary entries? I cannot wait. I feel like it's it's bedtime stories and I'm just all cuddled up. I'm cuddled up in a doona and I just want to hear all about it. Yeah, bedtime stories for cray-cray people. Um, All right, (laughs) let's take in uh, February the 5th. It's a Sunday and I wrote this at 12.30am. Good morning. How are you today? Well, what did this person do on Sunday the 5th of February? Well, I watched television until about 12.30, 1 o'clock this afternoon. I love how specific you, I am with times. You're so specific. <laughs> I love it. And you're also talking to yourself, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, this yeah. afternoon, Glenn came home and asked if we wanted to go shopping. I said, and this is written in inverted commas, Yow! Y-O-W. So oh, yo, so we went and got some bread. Oh, we should uh, make sure we got some some bread, um, drinks, and the like, and had Chinese for lunch. Very nice. Didn't mention, but we can probably assume it's still those honey prawns and the fried rice. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, went into work about five thirty. Recorded the promos for Take Forty, and then did Take Forty Australia till nine thirty. Once again, all you do is put the reels on the machine and press play. Remember to lock off the reels, though, or the reel could bounce off across the table in front of you and ruin the show. (laughs) Actually happened to me. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Mum and Dad rang up during, which was nice. We talked for a bit long. We talked for a bit long. Oh, like I'm disappointed about that. (laughs) 
like, damn you, mum and dad. Yeah, even I'm shocked. Dad lost one and a half stone, he said. He reckons it's because of this diet he did, but I know it's anxiety over me being away from home. That's the real reason. (laughs) If only missing me could be a weight loss key tool, I'd be like Jenny Craig. Um, My shift from 9.30 till midnight went great. No religious program to play tonight. It didn't arrive. Oh, well. Adios. See ya. 12.36am. That's amazing. I've got a vendetta going out against these religious programs. I think they curse and hate me. What was it? I don't actually remember. I'm sure it was just like for five or ten minutes and it was just some kind of... I I honestly did not listen. (laughs) And I have no idea. It's religion. I've collected it from my memory. Let's take in uh, Monday, Feb 6th. No time, so I probably wrote this the following day. Interesting things happened today. Got into work at two. Did my copies of On This Day, which is just a prepackaged show that highlights things that happened on that day, and you just had to cart it off ready for the job to play. Mm -hmm. I did that and very little else. With Yvonne away, in brackets, our sales girl, there's very little commercials to do today. Got back just before six for my shift, and just after I'd started my shift, I got this phone call from Perth. It was Liz Alden asking if I would mind if she came up for a holiday. Liz was my pen pal that I'd had for two years that I found through Smash Hits magazine. Um, Amazing. I said, and that you used to find pen pals in there. Want to chat to me? I'm into this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I said, no worries, and told her she could stay as well if she wanted to. Not even my house. She isn't (laughs) sure when she'll be arriving, but it will be great when she gets here. Her parents have friends who drive a truck up to Port Hedland, so she's going to hop on that. Oh, well, see what happens. Shift went well. See ya. P.S. The religious program still hasn't arrived. Yay! (laughs) I love that not only have I invited someone I've never met, Although I have written to her continuously I mean, for two years. It could be anybody, babe, at this point. I've let her come into the house as well with my. Yeah. I think at that stage there was maybe two of us living in the house, just me and Glenn. So, you know, what's Glenn oh, going to do about it? Oh, correct. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Tuesday, Feb 7, 1989. A fairly busy day today. Had to do commercials for the Tambray Centre and the Caratha Tavern. Because I had to do updates as well, those ads took quite a while. After all that was finished, I went home until 5.30, came back to the station and got a call from Liz saying she'd be here at 1pm tomorrow afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Which really shocked me. I didn't expect her so early. So I told Neville, our station manager, that she was staying at the house and he started complaining about how she was taking advantage of me and if she ran off with any of the videos or TVs, it'd be my responsibility. Also, also, if she broke her leg or something, the station wouldn't accept any responsibility. He is such a worrywart. I felt like telling him where to go. Oh, well, see ya. That is not funny enough. I know. I just love that the general manager is like telling me the reality of the situation I'm in. And I'm like, you're such a worrywart. Can I ask, when you were doing commercials, did you write them and voice them? Or was it just voicing them? What was it? We had to sometimes sell them. We also what? we had to like <laughs> ring advertising and say, would you like some advertising? Because we had Yvonne, the sales girl, but we were also yeah. expected to hustle and get advertising. And then once you got an ad, you then had to, yes, write it. And you then had yeah. to voice and record it. You also had to produce it. 
and then oh run it off as well onto carts and then ring them back and copy check and everything. Mate, oh, the 90s. They were getting time, so much value a, for money. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Wednesday, February 8th. This is written at 12.38am. What did I do today? I didn't actually put a question mark there, which I should have, but anyway. Well, sat around home. Really, that doesn't need to be said. I uh, did my washing and the like. Did my washing and the like. Hmm. Uh, Glenn came home and said there was a box for me at the station. It was all my movies and other stuff, which was great of mum and dad to send to me. When I say movies, it would have just been things I'd, I'd recorded off the TV on VHS videos and then made my own yeah. labels for. Or That's maybe so um, done copies of at the video store I worked at. Illegally. <laughs> Cindy and Colin asked if I wanted to come out to dinner with them to the Tambray Centre. I said yes. It was disgusting. It's supposed <laughs> Here comes the review. Look yeah, out, Tambray Centre. It was oh, disgusting. It's supposed to be an Italian restaurant, but it was foul. I'll never go there again, that's for sure. Cut to me later in this diary, probably going to the Tambray Centre for another feed. Yeah. <laughs> we got home at eight. I was a bit worried that Liz might be sitting at the doorstep. Remember, she was meant to arrive at one. Yeah, so I was glad when I saw she wasn't there. She got to the house at about 9.30.10. We settled her in and then I took her down to the station for a look around and to meet Glenn. We then came home and watched a movie. <laughs> That's it. See ya. 12.43am. P.S. It's good to meet someone after writing to them for two years. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Psycho. <laughs> can, I, can I ask? Yeah. So what was it like? Was it awkward? I don't remember it being awkward at all. Because I think we'd build okay. up a good friendship via the letter and writing. Had you, spoke, had you spoken on the phone or anything? Had yeah, we any... definitely had okay. phone calls. But I don't know whether okay. she thought there was maybe some romantic chances there. I definitely didn't think there was any romantic chances there. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking oh, of funny. romance, here's how I wooed her in the morning. <laughs> oh, God, kill me. All right, this is from uh, Thursday the 9th of Feb 1989, written at 2.33am. We've just finished watching Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> oh, love that. Interesting way to start the morning. Come and hang out with me and then we'll watch horror films. <laughs> well, what did we do of interest today? Went into town with Cindy and Liz. Had lunch at Holly's with Liz, which was like the restaurant inside the Super Kmart. Apparently yeah. that was the Super Kmart special restaurant that all of all the Kmarts had. Uh, then we went to the bank, did some minor shopping for important items. I love that it's minor shopping, but they're important items. <laughs> that makes sense. I yeah. rang up Nicole, my cousin, but she wasn't home yet. Went home and started to watch The Lost Boys. Yes, what a great such movie. A, such a movie. Oh, such a movie. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it right now. You'll want to be a vampire for the rest of your life. <laughs> then went down to the phone box to call Nicole. She wasn't home. Walked to the station, got my mail, letters from Nana, Janet and the Nelsons, which was nice. Got my paycheck. And because they overpaid me last week and hadn't taken my rent out since I got there, they decided they'd take it all out in this week's pay packet. Great, no eh? Way. That's yeah. silly. I'd be, I'm curious for you. So generous. So my pay packet, I got... $4.87 in pay this week. $4.87. Nice. I've written it twice. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank God I don't need any money this week. Eh? See ya. 2.39am. 
$4.87. I can't even understand if that would have even been legal for them to do that. Surely not. And as a finance person, (laughs) would you not look at that check and go, "Mm, this might be a bit harsh on that guy? (laughs) Maybe we might harm it across two pays, guys. Yeah, it's not my fault fault. you didn't take any rent for a whole freaking month. (laughs) Oh, my goodness me. (sighs) Anyway, lucky I can get by on my charms and don't need any cash, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lucky that you became, you know, didn't need food during that time. No, who's on a diet? Me. Uh, This is Friday, February 10, 2.05am. Today, went into work just before two, got a post pack from Nicole with a little present in it, which I'm not allowed to open until Valentine's Day, which is annoying. I'll just have to wait. Uh, Just reminding everyone, Nicole is my cousin, my first cousin sending me a Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, we'll break that down that. later. Yeah. <laughs> la, la, la. Yeah. Did a couple of commercials and got home just after four. Went back to work at roughly ten past five. Shift went well. Liz came over, then Bradley, and later Cindy and Colin came over. We ordered a pizza. Yum! Which was great. <laughs> when the shift was over, Liz and I went home and watched Burglar. And that's about it. See ya, 2.09am. Also, another great movie. Whoopi Goldberg, have you seen that? I've never seen that. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. Okay. It's awesome 80s film with Whoopi Goldberg. Need to watch. I'm putting it on the list, darling. On the COVID list. Everyone, put it on your list. All right, and here's our final entry from uh, Feb 11, 1989. It's a Saturday. I wrote this at 1.43 a.m. Same old stuff. Instead, this time I did the 6 till midnight shift, The Request Show, which I hate. Remember, five weeks into a job, I already hate the request show. Oh, God. Dad called tonight too, very drunk. Been having a good evening with the Nelsons, apparently. And I should mention the Nelsons are my family's favourite friends. Jane Nelson gave me the diary. She's my godmother. Um, Jane and my mum were both um, air hosties with the mosties in the 60s and 70s. Cute. Oh, actually, no, the 60s. Because back then, once a woman got married, she wasn't allowed to work on an airline. I mean even deal with that. Her job was to be a wife, Claire. That was the I 60s. Just, I know. Kill me. <laughs> Ugh, so hideous. Mm. Um, it's not a party with my dad until he's starting to fall asleep. <laughs> 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 Which I should reference. My father worked very, very hard in the 80s. He had his own butcher shop that he ran six days a week. He never yeah. took holidays. So he never passed out because he was drunk. No, he, he passed, passed out, out because he was physically and mentally exhausted, you little flog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also our favourite Wasley tradition of watching Dad to see when he'd do that forward tip, back tip, yeah. wake up thing. Favourite thing. With my dad. Same with my dad, yeah. Still does that now in his 70s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mum mm-hmm. spoke to me too. She shocked me a bit by asking me if I got homesick and if I ever wished to come home. I said, of course I did, and that sometimes I felt like packing up and coming home. She said, good. She was worried I'd left them behind, but I won't ever do that. Oh, this breaks my heart. It (laughs) it hurts sometimes to think all my friends are that far away, that I've got to rely on letters and expensive long-distance phone calls. Still, I have to make a sacrifice, regardless of how depressing it gets. It's not forever. See ya, 1.48am. It is forever. I'm uh, it is for- yeah, 31 <laughs> years. Haven't lived home. in Adelaide. <laughs> and now with, now with COVID, my parents don't even exist to me. I can't even visit them. <laughs> I know. So that's oh, Benny. our week's I worth. 
I love hearing about your young life. It's so cute. <laughs> it's desperately cute, isn't it? So boring and sad, though. <laughs> young, young you is so cute. <laughs> I know. I love that I had a, a, a detail for boring things, but things that I would find I really interesting, I have not written in there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and in coming episodes, there's references of, of this happened. Just ask me about it. I'll tell you. And I look at it now going, I don't know what happened. Why would I not write it down? But... I'm wicked and I'm lazy. Oh, funny. All right, Bubba. Oh, Benny, thank you so much for having me. Absolute so pleasure. Nice. Thank you for coming back. And hopefully I can get you on again if you don't mind. Yeah, of course, Bob. Absolutely. All right. Well, I need to uh, remind you that in the next ep- episode, my ability to exaggerate the smallest things continues along with my complaints over having to do manual labour that is my actual work, which is what I'm actually paid for. It finally rains on a 47-degree day, which is like 116 in Fahrenheit if you use that useless thing, and I'm entrusted with house-sitting a friend's home and her two hairless cats, and I immediately regret it. And what is my cousin sending me, and why is it for Valentine's Day? All that will be answered in the next episode, plus every ep. We want to help amplify Indigenous voices. And this episode, the spotlight for a First Nation artist, business or service goes to paytherent.net.au. It's a Victorian-based and Victorian-focused grassroots collective where you can commit to paying 1% of your income to paying the rent for the land we live, work and play on that was obviously forcibly taken from Aboriginal people. They do have a service to help you find the same sort of thing in your states too. So if you can afford to make a one-off payment or a regular contribution, just head to paytherent.net.au now. As always, there's an I am not worthy being thrown towards the enigmatic DJ dirtbag for the 1989 theme tune. Plus, I haven't said it yet, but I should give mad respect to Jezelenko for all his work that he did on my food and writing sounds and the diary stages and stuff. Huge props to anyone who's taken the time to give us a subscribe and a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to pass it on to anyone you reckon might enjoy it. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at 1989. I'm going to drop a new episode every Monday and Friday. So until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.